On today's episode of Contractor Growth Tips, as we're talking all about email marketing. It's one of the oldest forms of marketing that's still being used and still one of the best ROIs, return on investments that you can get. We're about to give you specific examples of some big time marketers, some awesome results that contractors are getting from email marketing and the exact strategies that we're using for our clients across the country. Stay tuned, I think you're gonna like it. Hey everyone, welcome back to Contractor Growth Tips. I'm Logan. And I'm Wayne. And today we are going all into email and email marketing. Now we picked this topic because candidly, I used to be a hater. I used to not believe in email marketing um, until it actually worked on me. And then we have since pivoted our mindset and actually have seen some pretty good results in a short amount of time. So we will walk you through step by step of why we used to be the old school way what changed our mind and how we're using it now for both our own company and for contractors out there and how it's working for them. Nice. Cool. I like it. Like you said, how we used to be like the old school, which email is kind of the old school. It is now. And that's exactly why I was a a quote unquote hater. I remember when I started the company, um, before starting full sale, you know, I was doing all the marketing for my dad's company and email just never really worked for us. Like Mm -hmm. I looked at it as something to do. We had a monthly newsletter, which a lot of contractors do. And what our monthly newsletter consisted of for the pond company was some sort of highlighting an employee, like an employee of the month, um, talking about a project or two, showing a video of a project or two, and then giving like a couple tips about the pond itself. And then maybe some sort of article that's like relevant to the time of the year. So if it was, uh, like the end of the year, June one, like or end of the month of June, yeah. I would show something like, here's three great recipes for 4th of July. Oh, interesting, okay. See, so I think this is a big thing, right? Tons of contracting companies are doing these monthly update emails. Yeah. So, it sounds like you guys at least had some- We like, had some, yep. Some good stuff in there and some yeah. other bad stuff. Yeah, um, we, we tried the, the both approach of like, we're gonna, we're gonna provide we're gonna talk about ourselves, but we're gonna mask it by quote unquote providing value. And our value was like one or two tips and then um, having like the kind of cool thing of the month. But I mean, there's only so many 4th of July's each year that yeah, there you go. it's, you can only like, what do you do for August? Yeah. Like during the summer, you know? So it, it became tough to like have stuff like that. And then it just slowly turned back into, let's just talk about ourselves every single newsletter. And it did nothing. Like, it, you know, we launched the open rates and it was like, okay, cool, like we have X amount of people that are opening it, but nobody's clicking on anything. Nope. It's not, you know, we're not benefiting from it, I, you know, so it just started to go by the wayside. So we started doing it once every two months and then once a quarter, and eventually we just stopped doing it because I was like, okay, so this email marketing stuff doesn't yeah. work. That's a bummer because like I said, it, it truly does work, guys. So email marketing is one of the, man, once the internet hit, it's been around since then. Really, I mean, obviously email's been around for a long time and it still does great because every business professional, almost every single person in the entire world these days has an email. And what's best about it, and what I like the most, is that once you have someone's email, to market to them from then on, Mm -hmm. basically free. Basically free. Just the time it takes to write the email. Now, a lot of people think that these monthly emails should be uh, almost done by a creative designer or a graphic designer, right? Lots of people think this. Uh, but times sort of have changed. Logan, mm-hmm. can you go through uh, what should their emails, these 
weekly, bi-weekly, a monthly email, what should it kind of be looking like? So the, the reason that we started to get back into the email game, and we, we, we weren't, I, I wasn't against the idea of what email does, of just like checking in with people and stuff like that. We actually tried for a bit um, Facebook Messenger marketing using chatbots, which is like, if you ever like talk to like a, a, a big time company like using their chat function, a lot of times on their website, a lot of times it's not actually a person. It's gonna be a robot that they program that when somebody says, hey, robot say back like, hey, how can we help you? Stuff like that. So we tried that thinking this is the new age. We're gonna get in early. We're gonna really like knock this out of the park. And we realized that it's just, this is such a large learning curve for people still that mm -hmm. do I think this will eventually work if Facebook stays around for another 10 years? Yes. Do I think it's ahead of its time to like corner in the contracting world? 100%. Because if you think about our clients' clients, 50 to 65-year-olds, like yeah. they're, they're getting more hip to Facebook, but let alone you know, yeah, using chatbots. Yeah, chatbots. So. A lot of them still don't even like text messaging because yeah. they like... The old school Better, style. Old school communication. I mean, think about it. That's why so many people, are, nobody goes to customer school, right? We've uh -huh. heard that one before. That's why all of these customers are just calling you going, hey, can you come on out and give me an yep. estimate? They like the old school. That's just how it was always done. They don't know any better. People hate change. People hate change. And so that's kind of why these emails and email marketing, people are still doing it basically the old way. So right. it, yet, I think the idea was we're like, oh, we're going to stand out. But you realize that the more that you stand out from everybody else in, in a new process, like a confusing way, the more of a negative it becomes. Mm. And that's what we, we fell trapped to. So how do we switch back to email? Well, there's a really famous uh, SEO or search engine optimization or a really nerdy way of saying, how do you get your website found in Google or whatever else you want to be found in Google up at the top? His name is Neil Patel. And I was on his email list. And once every about seven to 10 days, maybe a little bit more frequent, I would just get an email from him and it would be kind of a catchy headline. You know, Logan, comma, want to see how we generated $800,000 last month using SEO? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. So I'd open it up and it would probably be a maximum of five sentences. That's it. No pictures, no videos, no graphics, no nothing five sentences and at the bottom there would be a link that would say check out how we did it and at the bottom it would just say thanks neil patel click here to unsubscribe and that was it the most plain email you could have ever come up with but think about it wayne when you email somebody back and forth how many times are you emailing them pictures versus emailing them just text <laughs> It's almost always just text up, you know, maybe I'll drop a GIF in there every, every now yeah, and then. every just so for, often. Just for like, some fun. And, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But so here's the point, right? This guy, Neil Patel, he's one of the biggest marketers in the world. I sort of realized mm -hmm. he's got to be doing this for a reason, mm -hmm. right? Why isn't he doing mm -hmm. this designed email like everybody thinks they should be sending? It's because he's talking to you like your friends. And the crazy thing is, is people think, well, I work in the contracting world, which is a very visual industry. Unless you're like something behind the walls, HVAC, plumbing, something like that, yeah. it's not super visual, then, oh, I gotta show them all these pretty pictures. But man, when you open an email and you know it's a newsletter. Oh God, so turned off. Yeah, you're not reading that. No, not a chance. But if I get an email from my mm -hmm. friend mm -hmm. or from my coworker, yep. totally gonna read it. It's the idea of, this is a website thing, but 92% of people determine if they're going to 
read your web page or your website based off of the design, not the actual content or the topic. So that, I mean, if that's how it is for websites, I can imagine email is probably in the same boat, if not more, yeah. where they're gonna look and see, unless it's from your boss, if you get an email with tons and tons and tons of text, are you gonna read that from somebody you don't really know? No way. No. Or if you get one that looks like a, a newsletter from 1998, are you gonna read that? <laughs> no way. But if you get one from a company that you kinda know, and it's literally four sentences and a link, are you at least gonna read that? Yeah, I mean. Better shot. Shit, you, a lot better shot, you can just simply scan it. Um, what I thought was interesting is that, like, seriously, if you think about it, write emails how you would write if it wasn't for business, right? Mm -hmm. Or if it wasn't for marketing purposes. So a pretty plain email. A couple sentences, mm -hmm. don't be long-winded. Uh, you know, I heard one time, this is funny, this popped into my head. In sales, it was, I think it was in, out of Jordan Belfort's book, The yeah. Way of the Wolf, he was saying that whenever you call up somebody, you know, trying to make a sale to, or even if it's a cold call prospect, don't ask for Mr. Jones, ask for Brad. Mm -hmm. You have a lot better chance, because once again, then it feels like you know them, mm -hmm. right? You know them, you're supposed to be calling them, they're supposed to be talking back to you. Same with email. I mean, I think a lot of people would be surprised about how many of these email blasts, email blasts, as in we're sending the same email to, I don't know, 100 people, mm -hmm. 100 people plus, mm -hmm. get responses, uh, like personalized and, responses. And we'll talk about that at the uh, after a couple more bullet points about situations that we're going through right now because the emails are, they seem so personalized. So yeah. to follow up on that Neil Patel email, we're actually winning our, or in this mastermind group for uh, marketing agencies. The idea behind this is work with other agencies, sees what, see, find out what, what's working for them. How do they communicate with people? What are they doing just to grow the business the right way? And the reason I joined that was I signed up for this guy's email list a year, a little more than a year ago, and just constantly got his emails over and over and over. This guy named Jason Swank, different guy. And candidly, I didn't even really read his emails that much because they they weren't what I'm used to and what I like, which is the short to the point Neil Patel ones. These are longer, have a bit more in them. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. And then eventually I got another email from him. And because he stayed so top of mind for over a year, I said, screw it. Time is right, let's jump on in, and it worked. So even if your emails are not perfect, and they don't, you know, they don't fit the exact style that we're talking about in this, just setting something out there is gonna be better than nothing, unless it's total crap, and it's a, yeah. you know, just makes you seem spammy and salesy, it's always gonna keep you top of mind, so make sure that you're consistently doing it. We'll talk about frequency and stuff like that in a minute, but this guy, I mean, just hit me over and over and over, and now we're, we're paying him every single month to be part of his mastermind. It's funny. So in a previous episode, we were talking about the uh, the buyer's journey and like mm -hmm. the sales process, and people start in just awareness, right? They're aware they might have a problem or they might have a, a desire, and then they just become aware of your company, mm -hmm. aka Logan signing up for this email list, yep. right? Maybe it was a little bit farther along, and then it took a whole year before he pulled the trigger, mm -hmm. but the company was top of mind. Right, Jason was top of mind, and so that's why he decided to go with them. Once it became a time where he was the ideal client to look for a, another marketing mastermind or marketing consulting, coaching, yep. whatever you want to call it, um, there you were. The same idea is with the contractors and their clients. Yeah. Right. Maybe somebody isn't ready to do that fifty thousand dollar kitchen remodel right now, but if you keep sitting in front of them, keep touching them with email every seriously, even if it's just once a month. Mm -hmm. When they're ready to buy in a few months, a few years, yep. 
who do you think you're going to go with? Yeah, probably them. Exactly. So that's the goal. That's that's kind of what we did with Jason, and and now we're in his group. So we're spending seven hundred bucks a month just to have somebody else tell us how to run our business better. Yeah. And it all stemmed from me getting on his email list. So it's wild. You know, we we touched on how they normally go. How mm-hmm. most you know, I'm still on a couple contractors' email lists, and it's it's all about them. It's all yeah. about what's going on in their world, and they look at this as well. We're just going to keep building the brand, keep introducing the team, keep showing projects we're on, and that stuff's great if people are asking for it, but a lot of times you're just, it's kind of like, you know the idea of when somebody has a kid and they just, you know, you, hey, well, hey, how's everything going? And they just like whip their phone out or it used to be the wallet of like, look at my kids, like look at all these pictures and you're just yeah. like, yeah. I really just asked to be polite. Yeah, like, like it's, and that's kind of the idea is that by you showing off all the great stuff that you're doing, you're just pretty much bragging and just, sucking people's time so instead we now like to pivot over that neil patel model which we're actually using so first off if you're on our email list which if you want to get on it fullsalemarketing.com giveaway we're going to first give you if you give us your name and your email a download at this point when you're listening to this it's most likely still going to be the five ways to generate more leads for your company mm-hmm. and then you're going to get on our email list and you're going to see how we send out emails to you and by that model that we use for you, we use this for our clients as well because it works for both styles. So if you want to look at our stuff and actually kind of mirror what we're doing for your own company, download that guide, get on the email list, win-win. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I guess a lot of people don't think about you know, email that way or just a lot of business stuff, right? Like you get an email, you look at it for its face value, you're just reading it, okay, cool, blah, 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 delete. Look at it from what Logan's saying, sort of the style of how we're writing it. So it's a pretty cool way. So obviously, all of our content, all of our emails, our number one focus is giving value, right? Giving value, and then most of the time, we're also showing an example of the work that we do, right? That way you can understand, okay, wow, they do good work. These are the services that they provide, that their expertise are in, and you should be doing the same thing, basically. So yours is gonna be a little bit different, of course, but it's gonna be framed the same. As in, you're gonna tell a short little story, Mm -hmm. basically, not long-winded at all, a few sentences, no pictures or videos inside of it, and then one call to action, basically just one link, one asking them to do something, like go here to check out this project or to learn more about whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. It's the same strategy that we use. Exactly. Right? Um, and so I think that's a great way to go about it. If a lot of people want to learn how to do it more than just reading, I mean, we have blog posts about yeah. how to write emails also, but. So we, we don't necessarily say, like we're not saying don't put a picture in there. Don't put a video in there. Cause we still occasionally do that. We're just saying, don't, don't email people a portfolio. And cause it just, it, people are going to scan it. They're going to say no way. And they're going to leave. So what, what are we doing now? Well, for the emails that we do for clients, we focus on one single call to action. I don't know if this is the perfect way to do it or not. This is what we're doing for us, and it seems to work a lot better than what we used to do. And what that means is we want people to take one action, maybe two, and the only other one that we would do is say, just reply to this email. email. Yeah. Um, one single call to action of what we want them to do. And what we're doing is all the for clients, for us, anytime a new blog comes out, which for most of our clients is generally twice a month, we will also have an email that accompanies it. Because the last thing that you want to do is spend 
a few hours writing a blog and then waiting for Google to do its thing in a couple months. Why not put it out there now so we write a nice little straightforward value giving email that ties into that. So let's say, for example, the one that went out today's Wednesday, yesterday for Premier Ponds actually generated three leads out of it. One was a former customer or one was a current customer that just kept falling through the cracks and he finally said, sorry, um, thanks for the email, I'm ready. And there's two other ones that have been on the email list for a while. Um, just talks about spring cleaning for your pond. Hey, you know, here's a couple tips on what to look out for with your pond being cleaned. Um, if your fish has died in the wintertime, that may be an issue. If you can't see the bottom, that may be an issue. Um, if you wanna learn more about other factors to check out, click on this link for this blog and you're good to go. And then from there, if they wanna read the blog that's all about spring cleaning and stuff like that, they can. If not, I mean, it's, it's like, we're not spamming yeah, them at all, but they at least foul. get to that point. I think that's a fear that a lot of companies have, is spam, right? Spam. And uh, I mean, everybody's like, oh, I can't, I can't send out more than one email a month. Yeah. And I'm gonna spam people. Shit, there, there's tons of companies out there that send emails every day. Every day. And they're successful at it, right? Why are they so successful at it? <laughs> well, the getaway answer here is because they're not spamming, but I think it's because they're just giving value. Exactly. They're giving value, guys. It's not spam if people like the content. If you're just saying, this is what I do, these are my services, this is why you should buy from me, you're going to get spammed. You're going to mark to spam. Funny enough, probably Gmail and Yahoo these days are going to put you right into the yeah. promotions yep, 100%. folder. So your emails are going to fall on deaf ears. No one's ever even going to see them. But as long as you're providing value, right, that people are actually reading and digesting and appreciate you for it, mm -hmm. don't worry about spam. Honestly, I'm, I'm in the boat of you can't send too many emails. Of course, if they're written well, yeah. but... Honestly. So for us at Full Sail, we send out, so we have a new video on YouTube at this point, drop every Tuesday and every Friday. The way the YouTube algorithm works is however it does in that first 24 hours is kind of how it's how much YouTube wants to show it to everybody else. So we like to promote it everywhere, meaning every Tuesday and every Friday, a new email goes out. We haven't lost a subscriber in a couple months because the emails that we send out are value emails. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're non-spammy. You can do this approach, which is jab, 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 right hook, which is what a big Gary Vaynerchuk thing, which Wayne can talk about. Um, and so you can still sell to people. However, if you're literally just selling over and over and over and over, then people are going to only look at you as a salesman. And how much, like, how willing are they really going to be to call you up to have a conversation just to see if they're the right fit? Because they know you're just going to sell to them. Yeah. Seriously. So uh, as far as what you just mentioned about the whole Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V thing, uh, if you guys haven't heard him say it before, jab, 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 right hook. No, but it basically is that all these jabs are just getting in front of people, right? You're giving value, you're giving value, you're giving value to the point where they, it's almost like they feel like they owe you something, funny enough. Um, I mean, that's not the reason why you should be doing it. You should be wanting to give, you know, willingly. But the idea is give, 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 take or give, 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 ask. That's what the jab, 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 right hook is. And by giving more than you're asking for, um, it's gonna turn around a lot better in the end. It's basically mm -hmm. as simple as that. It, it's, it's giving before you take is really what it comes down to. Giving before you take, cool. So let's wrap this thing up with a couple actual tips on what they can include in the emails and then maybe how that is actually directly affecting our current clients.
Sure. So, um, the tips that you're going to give is make sure that whatever your call to action is going to be, you have somewhere to point them. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just send them to your homepage website, website homepage, sorry, because it doesn't really make sense. So, if you are somebody that uses YouTube or you're somebody that does a blog, send them to that. And then your actual um, email before it should have some sort of preface into that. What we do for our blogs is we like to tell a story because marketing as a whole is confusing stuff. But we, we realize that the only way that we can talk about our services really is through analogies. Because like nice. there's so many acronyms in our world that nobody knows what we're talking about. But if we say, look, the website is literally to your marketing the same way that a foundation is to the house. You can do whatever you want in the house, but if the foundation is not there, it's gonna eventually fall over, and that's how your website is for your marketing. And if we don't say stuff like that, then people don't quite understand how it all ties together. So we use some sort of story that is a basic value story that gets people to understand what we're talking about, and it all leads into a blog or an article or something like that. And it even gets to the point so specific that like for, uh, let's say like for Premier, we'll send out an, an email and we always like to make sure that we lead off with, hey, blank, whoever the customer's name is, which we autofill in. Yep, so you want to personalize email. Personalize so that's, that's it. That's a huge one. And almost every email source you can send emails through, you can, can put, do it. Most yeah. of the time it's called like a merge field. Uh-huh. And so you can just say, put their first name in here. So we do that, and I monitor that, uh, the responses. And we got like two dozen responses from current customers saying like, hey, Andrew, thanks for reaching out. Um, I thought I mailed this in last week. Please let me know. Um, or, hey, Andrew, I appreciate the reminder. I'm sending it in right now. So by personalizing it and making it seem like a non-newsletter, people are actually responding. Customers and potential customers are responding as if Andrew just out of the blue said, you know what, let me, let me call them up. Like, let me just email them and remind them about this thing because I feel like they're just they're missing out right now and people are feel like it's directly to them because of the style and the actual verbiage that we're using in these emails. So you can make it seem like it's legitimately just from contractor to customer that you're worried about them and you just want to like give them some knowledge about something that's relevant to them. And when it feels like it's relevant to them, that's when the sales start to happen. That's when the sales start to happen. If you guys, if you don't think it's relevant in your industry, we'll give you a couple more examples here. Uh, even for ourselves, uh-huh. we sent one email out about websites. You know, there's a, a past client, a past lead that I had talked to that I totally thought, well, you know, perfectly honest, I went out there, you know, tap danced for him. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I was uh, the shit, honestly, the bee's knees. <laughs> but either way, they weren't ready to pull the trigger. And so we sent out this email. I totally had forgotten that our conversation with them, with that lead was about websites. They literally responded back saying, hey, thanks for checking in. We're actually trying to work on getting funds together to be able to move forward mm-hmm. with a website for you guys. It was so funny because it was almost out of the blue. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's right. I didn't know who it was. I was like, all right. It was your, yeah. your thing. Our email marketing yeah. is actually working. People are responding to it. And then we also had another great client, Dan Sherwood. Yep. Talk about him. I mean, he's got an so awesome he's a, he's a painter. So you think about, so this whole thing goes into like the long-term growth. A long, God, I keep doing that. Long-term growth of the brand and with him, he we his blogs we some we like hit a grand slam on him. Like I I hope we could do it like the blogs that well for somebody else. I don't know if we can. Where he we got a lot of his stuff at the top of Google like very fast. Like that was mm-hmm. all our blog guy Turner just nailed it on this Killing one. It. Well, after a while, the blogs start to kind of slow down, and everybody who's reading them 
you know, they're, they've kind of read them. So how do we then use them again? Well, we sent out an email to his email list, including clients, just to say, hey, we're thinking about you. We actually wrote a blog because we get asked this all the time. What do you think? And this one was all about, can you paint over varnished wood? Well, up there in Boston, there's a lot of old school people. The homes are very old and varnished wood. I said to Dan, like, like when we interviewed him for this actual topic for the blog, I said, you know, what's it like painting over varnished wood? He said, well, you've only got one chance to do it properly. So what do we do? We sent out an email saying, hey, look, we get asked this all the time. Boston, uh, this area of Marblehead is gorgeous. Everybody loves the homes and the history and everything. And there's actually a ton of varnished wood. So because we get asked this a lot, we actually wrote a blog all about it because realistically, you've only got one chance to do this thing properly. So we wrote a blog about this. If you'd like us to do this for you, let us know. If not, read the blog and this will walk you through step by step. How do you actually paint over varnished wood properly? And because of that, he got a, a I'm still waiting on the exact numbers from him, but he had a handful of people because he would text me every time somebody else would respond or call him up saying, hey, thanks for checking in. Um, we actually want to get you on the schedule. Give me a call. And then he even had a builder, a, a big time builder, GC up there that's booked out. He said two years, which he was like, we would, I would send him your way, but he's booked out two years. Yeah. So um, apparently whatever he's doing as well, he said, that guy wants to work with us. He wants to... He's been wanting to work with us, but he didn't know we did interior work until this email got out to him, and Dan was pumped. And it was all because we just pretty much found this excuse of varnished wood just to email people. Yeah, just giving value. Giving value, that's all it really was. Giving value, teaching, and it ending simply with, if you want us to help you, respond to this email. If not, click this link to learn about painting over varnished wood. That's all it is. Yeah, I think that's a big tip right there also. Make sure you're telling them what's gonna be in the link that yep. they're about to click. People don't like to veer into the unknown. Yep. I feel like that should be some sort of outer space analogy. Yep. Was it? That must have been something from like the 60s, 70s, 80s. Nope. you're making it up. No, I'm not. Nah, yeah, I, well, I, I wasn't around then, yeah. so maybe I am making it up. You know, the fear of the unknown in outer space. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. Um, email marketing, guys, don't think it's dead. Don't give up on it. It's one of the best free marketing channels once you collect somebody's email, one of the best of the free marketing channels out there. And the one tip I will give you, do not buy email lists. Oh, seriously. Here's why. What happens is when you send out an email, a mass email, the people who are getting it can click unsubscribe. And when they unsubscribe, it will say, why did you unsubscribe? And it's, if they say this is spam or I never signed up for this or whatever, once you hit a certain limit, then these email providers, whether it's like, you know, Google or like GoDaddy has one, like a bunch of people have it, will say, wow, this domain, this website keeps sending out spam. We're going to automatically take all of their emails and put it into the spam folder. So make sure you are not buying email lists. And if you have a customer list of people like 30 years deep, or just leads that came in and you just go, okay, I want to start this email marketing. You need to do it strategically because if you get flagged, then you're going to be starting your email marketing off in everybody's spam box, which is yeah. like, that's a tough thing to crawl out of. Yeah, it's a nightmare to crawl out of. Guys, if you, if you have more questions about email marketing, am I missing anything? No. There's, there's, I mean, there's, there's always a lot more that we can there's talk about. There's a lot about. more exactly. So if you have yeah. questions specifically about email marketing, um, reach out to us. 
anywhere and everywhere. We're, I mean, we're a digital marketing company, so we're all across the board. You can go to fullsalemarketing.com slash ask. Drop us a specific question that we'll touch on the podcast. Um, and then other than that, I mean, Logan, you touched on it earlier, but we're doing this free giveaway mm-hmm. right now, right? We actually created a free guide, 100% for contractors, about the five steps to lead generation for your contracting company. It touches on website creation, touches on SEO and blogging, advertising, video. Guys, go download this. Go to fullsalemarketing.com slash giveaway. Just put in your name and your email address. You'll get the free guide and hopefully you'll start driving more leads in the door. Because you'll see how we do our emails. Yeah, exactly. So appreciate everybody tuning in. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a review. Share this with another contractor who might benefit as well. Once again, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks.